0: Welcome. I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. Guess what time it is? Yes, it is Friday already. And that means we have our FOMO Friday report. Yes, our our time on Fridays, we love to spend uh, just kind of dispensing of that fear of missing out because you're not listening to propaganda media anymore, right? <laughs> and so instead of you know missing out on what you should know, we bring you the FOMO Friday report every Friday. And uh, from a series of articles from the Daily Wire uh, comes our first story. And in our first story of the day, we revisit a story that... We covered, well, a little while ago. We've been following the court case out of South Carolina that would ban abortions after six weeks. The South Carolina Supreme Court upheld a revised version of the state's ban on abortions after six weeks of pregnancy on Wednesday, reversing a previous ruling from the high court earlier this year that deemed the law unconstitutional. In a four-to-one decision, The court said South Carolina's constitutional protection against unreasonable invasions of privacy does not include abortion and that the state law was within the zone of reasonable policy decisions rationally related to the state's interest in protecting the unborn so in other words what the uh the the pro-abortion crowd has has hung their hat on for a long time when it comes to abortion is that it's a privacy issue and what they're saying now is what the the supreme court in this case from south carolina is saying now is no it's not a privacy issue quote the legislature has made a policy determination that at a certain point in the pregnancy A woman's interest in autonomy and privacy doesn't outweigh the interest of the unborn child to live this is justice john curtridge uh, who uh, wrote in in a uh, he he wrote the 51 page decision that the court ruled in favor of a revised version of the fetal heartbeat and protection from abortion act which was temporarily blocked in january almost two years after uh, Republican Governor Henry uh, McA- uh, McMaster signed the legislation into law with overwhelming support from the state lawmakers. McCaster said the the historic ruling uh, comes after years of of working to ensure the protection of unborn children in South Carolina. "Quote with this with the, with this victory, we protect the lives of countless unborn children." and reaffirmed South Carolina's place as one of the most pro-life states in America. this came right directly from Henry uh, McMaster. He's the Republican there. And the the lawsuit prohibits abortions after a fetal heartbeat has been detected with exceptions for rape or incest during the first 12 weeks of pregnancy, medical emergencies, or uh, fetal... Uh, anomalies. Uh, Abortion providers who violate the law could face a fine of up to $10,000 and two years imprisonment. The fetal heartbeat law was blocked in 2021. Still, it briefly took effect after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled to overturn Roe v. Wade and return decisions about abortion laws to the individual states. The law was then temporarily blocked in August of last year, until the court's previous ruling uh, earlier this year, um, which Justice K. Hearn deemed unconstitutional in the majority opinion. Now Hearn, who has since retired from the high court, wrote that South Carolina, quote, unquestionably has the authority to limit the right of privacy that protects women from state interference with her decision, unquote. However, she said in any limitation, must be reasonable and it must be meaningful in that the time frames imposed must afford a woman sufficient time to determine she is pregnant and to make reasonable steps to terminate that pregnancy," unquote. In response, the state lawmakers revised the law, but immediately faced a lawsuit against the state filed by, yes, you guessed it, Planned Parenthood, South Atlantic, the, the Greenville Women's Clinic, and two other doctors as well. But Jenny uh, Black, who, is, of course, is the, uh, the president and CEO of Planned Parenthood South uh, Atlantic, we've talked about her before, uh, said the decision puts the dangerous uh, politicization of South Carolina's high, highest court on full display, and she's saying uh, the ruling will cause irreparable harm to South Carolinians. Quote, this abortion ban is nearly identical to the ban struck down by this court just months ago. The only thing that has changed is the makeup of the court, Black said in part. This abortion ban takes away people's ability to control what happens to their bodies, forcing many South Carolinians to remain pregnant against their will. <laughs> yeah no it just it, it just makes it so that you don't kill babies before they're born. Abortion is banned throughout varying stages of pregnancy in, in more than a dozen states which have different exemptions depending on on the state and certain restrictions in in other states are are currently not in effect due to you know being struck down by the court and things since the historic overturning of roe versus Wade at least 15 of the 50 states, have completely banned abortion outright. This according to the Gutmucker Institute. So, you know, for all the things that we see in this country that are deteriorating and getting worse, abortion is not one of them. (laughs) It's kind of cool, right? Did Did you think just five or maybe 10 years ago that we would be in position to see states just simply outright banning abortions? I, I don't know I as as optimistic as I can be I don't know if I could say that I I did see that one in, in our next story it's probably the the least surprising story of the year <laughs> I think it's going to be nominated and it's it's going to be a runaway winner for the least surprising story of the year the the moment that Wagner paramilitary group leader uh, Yegany uh uh. uh Progrosin, is actually how you pronounce it, who failed in his attempt to overthrow the Russian government back in June, died, was caught on camera as footage showed the plane that he was on falling out of the sky after some sort of explosion. Well, social media channels close to Wagner uh, said Russian air defenses shot down the jet. It was an uh, Embraer Legacy 600 jet, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, and they reported that uh, video footage posted by onlookers showed what looked like uh, the, the trail of a missile and the plane falling from the sky with one wing missing. Uh, Russia said that it was launching an investigation into the matter and t- to determine the cause of the crash. Uh, news of uh, Progrosin's death comes just a few hours and this is kind of interesting right after Russia removed general Sergei uh, Voikan uh, who was his his nickname is general Armageddon as as the head of the country's air force after uh, he went missing during the attempted coup and was accused of of some of playing a role in it now Reuters reported that a top Russian official said on background quote ex chief of the Russian Air Force, uh, Air and Space Forces, Sergei uh, Servoykin has now been relieved of his post, while Colonel General Viktor Avzolov, head of the the main staff of the Air Force, is temporarily acting as Commander-in-Chief of the Air Force. Now, um, um, uh, Progozin served nearly a decade in prison after being convicted of assault, uh, robbery, and fraud in 1981, uh, according to an insider, uh, after being released from prison, he actually made his living selling hot dogs on the street corners, and then eventually started a catering business where he eventually met Russian President Vladimir Putin, who of course wasn't president at that time; he was just simply a low-level government official. But his his company. Concord Catering, uh, started receiving contracts from the Russian government in the mid to late 90s. And according to the Wall Street Journal documentary, the Russian uh, government laundered money through Progrozin, uh, through his catering company, uh, which he eventually uh, used to start Wagner. Uh, initially, Wagner was just a small group of only a few hundred former Russian soldiers that were hired to do Russia's bidding in Ukraine in 2017. Uh, 2014. Uh, And having Wagner do Russians bidding gave the Russian government, well, plausible deniability as the group uh, engaged in in dirty work. Uh, Russian government contracts to Concord Catering have reportedly been estimated to be well in the billions of dollars with a B, yes. Uh, An expert on Wagner told the Wall Street Journal that uh, this is is, is best to think of the, the group as a state-backed paramilitary cartel. Now, the group is accused of massacring and raping civilians and exploiting natural resources in poor countries with dire security situations. Uh, the resources, you know, commodities like, like gold and oil and gas and gems and things like that. They, they all go back to the to the Russian government. And and the the group operates in in South America, um, Africa. Uh, the Middle East, Asia and Europe. The The Wall Street Journal said that it identified 64 companies that are linked to Wagner and are used as front companies to move money and assets. The report said that the Kremlin is connected to all of it. You know what uh, Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin responded with on Thursday to the news uh, you know that that he had died? I said that he made serious mistakes. <laughs> That's kind of, it's kind of cold, don't you think? <laughs> but, you know, I, I like one of the comments made uh, in this story. And it said that if you aim for the king, you best not miss. <laughs> how, how long do you think it will be? before ex-chief of the you know, Russian Air and Space Force, S- Sergei Sirvoikin, uh suffers the same fate. I, you know, I, I don't think it's gonna be a whole long time. And, and some of you, well, they've heard of Michael Orr, who of course was made famous by the the movie, The Blind Side. And he has come out with some really interesting, I guess you could call it allegations. Uh, there There has been a lot of news uh, and, and I put news in quotes, a lot of news coverage of it and, and, and a lot of misinformation, just to be honest with you. I, I, I thought I would bring to you an opinion piece um, by Candace Owens that I thought really summed up the situation pretty well. She says, there are some movies that just really pull on your heartstrings. Remember the Titans, for example, is one of those movies. It accurately portrays how far America has come in terms of race, without saying things are are perfect. The Blind Side is another feel-good movie, not because it was about racial struggle, but because it was about racial harmony. The Tuies were in a a circumstance to help people, and, and they made a huge impact on Michael Orr's life simply because they took time to care about him. Michael Orr came from a troubled home. His mother was an addict. And when his father died, Orr was left penniless. He would stay with classmates' families until he met Sean and Leah and Tui. Orr said in in past interviews that they made him feel like he was part of their family. Eventually, they decided to make him actually a part of their family. So they put him in a conservative ship. Uh, because he had aged out of adoption, so they couldn't adopt him. So they had to put him in a conservatorship. The movie was not only a success because of Sandra Bullock's portrayal of Leanne Tui, uh, was was so powerful that it that it earned her an Oscar. Actually, but the movie was a success, earning over three hundred million dollars at the box office because of its emotional storytelling. It made people want to aspire to do more with their lives. I remember when I watched the movie, she says, I thought about my childhood because throughout my entire life, there have always been people who have helped me. We always had food on the table in my family and our needs were always met. But the reality was that I had two busy working parents. There was a a young Irish middle-class family who lived down the street and did so much for me. I would go there every morning to have breakfast, and, and the mom would take me to school and pick me up and take me home. Experiencing that kindness might have been part of the reason why I became so attached to the story in The Blind Side. It is a movie that shows you never know who is going to help you. There is no light cast on racial issues and tensions. It's just a feel-good American story. As we know, we cannot have nice things in America anymore. We were all blindsided to learn that Michael Orr is taking the Tooheys to court. Yeah, to court. He has filed a lawsuit claiming that Sean and Leanne Tui tricked him into making them his conservators rather than his adoptive parents nearly two decades ago. The TUIs have denied they kept the conservatorship in secret, and they and and, and say they are devastated by the allegations. I would too. Uh, part of which in, include that they profited handsomely from his story. According to TMZ, they are claiming that Orr demanded a fifteen million dollar payment from them and threatened to go public. They didn't give him the $15 million. So, Orr has filed a lawsuit because he says he was taken advantage of and didn't make any money from the film, despite its success. Orr's conservatorship is not like the, the Britney Spears type of conservatorship by by any means. Since, since he was already 18, it was necessary only because adoption was not an option. The Tuohys needed to enter a conservatorship with Orr in order to make him part of their family. It allows them to make legal decisions for him, like sign contracts or or school forms. But Orr is now claiming this was wrong, even though he he acknowledges in his own book that they sat down and sat him down and explained why they were entering into this conservativeship. He's somehow wrenched that in entirely from his memory and and all of a sudden feels duped now there seems to be a financial dispute because Orr is claiming he never saw one red cent from the movie now according to legal filings though the twoies and their two children uh, their two birth children earned um each two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars from the blind side plus Two point five percent of the net proceeds. Sean Tuie himself says he's only received sixty, maybe seventy thousand dollars in royalties over the over the years. That's not a lot of money. And the Tuie's family wealth comes from a a conglomerate of fast food franchises that they sold for more than two hundred million dollars. Interestingly, the Tuies have said they put money in. Orr's conservative ship, but he just hasn't touched it. Likely he hasn't used it because he's earned over $34 million himself as a pro NFL football player. This means Orr is concerned about two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars at most. To believe Orr's version of events means believing that despite the Tui's abundance of wealth. They conspired to meet this athlete who they had no idea would make it to the NFL and had no idea he would write a book that would be turned into a movie all so they could steal a couple extra hundred thousand from him, which are conveniently sitting in his conservatorship. (laughs) That is foolish. It's sad, but it's foolish. Placing him in a conservatorship, picking him up from his mother's house, just like you know, the movie showed, allowing him to to live in their home, uh, taking him to practice, and making sure that he got, you know, into a good school. Everything the Tuies did, they did out of their hearts. There is no question about that. They were just good people who cared about him and loved him as as though he was their own son. Twenty years down the line, he's turned his back on the Tuies. Unfortunately. What is happening with Orr is the same thing that happens all the time. Black Lives Matter has rotted people's brains, or or made it to the NFL, and he's been he he's seen the media and their black versus white messages. Now people can't even see their friends the same way. We now see these stories about people who have been friends for decades, but they no longer, uh, you know, so much as talk because the 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 black friend woke up one day and realized their white friend was actually racist the entire time because the media told them so it's it's media brainwashing that america is is existing under right now And and it's causing us to go backwards as a society michael orr's lawsuit is is a perfect example of just that he has quite literally gone backwards turning beautiful things in life into villainous events He's taken a family who acted out of the goodness of their hearts and turned them into villains. I guarantee. Or likely had an entire cast of characters around him that supported this. He got married last year, and he and he probably had his wife her her full support, as one does when married. When, when you're married, these decisions aren't made by just one person. He probably has friends who told him that two did him wrong treated him like britney spears withheld movie money from him used him eventually this all just probably started to make sense to him instead of, of, of examining his life and the beautiful blessings that he's received or is destroying one of the most crucial relationships he's ever built in his life he's he's destroying a relationship that brought him the life he has today, aside from his talent. But talent will only get you so far. You still have to apply to school for, for example, which he probably never would have done without the TUIs. But he is not looking at any of those blessings because Black Lives Matter has rotted his brain. Now this feel-good American story that brought us all closer is is being tainted by a lawsuit that he is not going to win. He he will win in the form of Tui's saying they will acquiesce to or leaving the conservatorship because they are not, you know, attempting to control him or his decisions. Now, they have already filed that they want the conservatorship gone. I'm sure they they do after he's he's done uh, such a, a horrible thing to them the, to the to the people who who cared about him. What a horrible thing to do to a couple who loved you for no reason other than the fact that they felt a connection to you and wanted to love and care for you. Shame on him. He should he should drop this legal filing immediately and, and adamantly apologize to the family for everything he's done, including the $15 million payment he wanted before going public. Shame on you, Michael Orr. You see, the the Tuohys did the right thing, no matter the consequences and the cost. And here's another story. A a mother of three became the target of local progressive activists and was entirely fired, eventually fired, from her job after speaking out at a California school board meeting where where she voiced her concerns over LGBT curriculum for kids. Janet Robertson, the the, though. Uh, is, is not deterred from speaking out and says she'd do it all over again. She said, I would do it again, Roberts told the Daily Wire. Uh, for me, to lose a job is horrible and not okay, but I would be willing to do it again. Absolutely. To speak the truth and to stand for freedom and for what our Constitution stands for, 100%. Robertson was let go from her position as an independent contractor with Compass, which is the the large real estate company based in New York. She was dismissed from the company by phone only 11 days after she spoke out uh, at a school board meeting. Uh, Quote, children are asked to identify their pronouns, and this is now part of the 10-year-old curriculum, Roberts told the school board on April 20th. We are alarmed that gender identity is being discussed in math classes. This takes time from core learning and does not benefit the students of our community. Treating kids uh, that, that there isn't any standard or truth, and you can believe anything you want to believe is not scientifically accurate or medically correct, For example, the notion that a girl can decide to be a boy or a boy can decide to be a girl is not true and should not be taught. Soon after voicing her concerns, I mean, how can you argue with that, right? But soon after voicing her concerns, she was met with backlash from local activists. Two local papers published the letters complaining about her comments at the the board meeting. Uh, Yeah. The, uh, the Vallejo Times Herald, for example, a, a former city council candidate named Billy Innes, uh identified uh, Robertson as the Compass real estate agent multiple times, uh, and, a, and an uh, emphasis Roberts believes was made in an attempt to get her fired, and claims the mother delivered a lengthy, bigoted diatribe denouncing gender-inclusionary language She also claimed Roberts um, promoted racism and transphobia and anti-COVID safety and and content that favors, uh, content that favors eugenics. Really? On her, (laughs) this is what she said on the website. Robertson denied all the claims and, and, and described them as horrifying. There was also a letter written to Compass from a woman named Natalie Christian that Natalie Christian is the treasurer of the progressive Democrats of Benicia and self-described story um, uh, development coordinator for the Benicia Independent, an openly left-wing blog. Uh, in the letter, uh, Christian tells Compass that Robertson has an anti-equity, anti-trans, anti-black and anti-choice agenda <laughs> and suggests the mother was fired or punished by the company the letter also asks about compass dei or diversity equity and inclusion practices and how compass disciplines agents who are openly engaging in divisive hateful harassing or abusive rhetoric in their personal lives. Now, I read you what she said to the school board. Did you find any of that to, to be openly engaging in divisive, hateful, harassing or abusive rhetoric in, the, in, in, her, in her personal life? Further, the progressive Democrats of Benicia members gave the company a deadline of 9 a.m. on May 1st for a response, lest the Benicia Independent move forward with its post on Robertson. Notably, Christian writes that the post will reach between 1,300 and 1,500 people and, be, and will reference that Miss Robertson is currently employed by Compass. Robertson reportedly received a call on... Yes, you guessed it, May 1st, to let her know that Compass was cutting ties with her. She said, quote, I just randomly got a call on May 1st, which was the deadline date that the treasurer of the progressive Democrats had given from the regional corporate director. This is what Robertson said. He said, well, Janet, I'm calling to say you can no longer do business with Compass uh, as a Compass agent. And I was my heart just dropped. I was absolutely devastated. Quote, I said, my perf- my performance is great. My sales have been stellar. I, I'm i an earner. I'm working so hard and I'm making money for the company, she call, called uh, telling the director. And he said, this has nothing to do with business. And that really shocked me. And I said, well, that says all you need to say right there. If you're saying this is has nothing to do with business, what does it have to do with? And he said, I don't remember the exact words, but the words to the effect of, well, the past week has been a lot. <laughs> Compass has received backlash, of course, over the company's apparent removal of Robertson for speaking at the school board meeting. And in a post on X, the company said the decision to disassociate uh, Robertson's license has made, uh, was made at the request of her team's owner. And you know what I say to that? I say, good for her. She's doing the right thing, no matter the cost, and she's not backing down. And I will say that, lastly, that you may have heard that there was a the first debate of the primary season for the Republican Party, right? And I was going to cover that here. You know, of course, front-runner Donald Trump did not participate, you know, opting out uh, to do an interview with Tucker Carlson instead. But instead of just just brushing over what happened, uh, I'm working on a podcast that will get into the race for the presidency, and, and I'll be devoting an entire episode to that one subject. So keep watching, as I, I think you're going to find it really interesting and uh you may agree with it you may not agree with it i would love to hear from you and you can always do that at uncommon sense thank you very much for listening this podcast is a production of Morganite communications